This is He Said, Then She Said, a series of conversations with everyday Jewish and Gentile couples from around the world. I'm Tuvia Zaretsky, and serving as your host, I've been researching the intercultural challenges that are described by couples for over 20 years. I wanted to get an authentic look into how they navigate the complex challenges that they've faced and then hear how they found spiritual harmony in their relationship in response to those challenges. If you or someone you know would like support in an interfaith Jewish gentle relationship, you can reach out to me by email. The address is tuvia, T-U-V-Y-A, at jewishgentlecouples.com. I hope you enjoy today's interview with Teddy and Devorah Lemma. This is He Said, Then She Said, a conversation with Jewish Gentile couples. Uh, this is Tuvia Zaretsky, and I'm thrilled today to have with us Devoa, also known as Debbie, and Teddy. Uh, they are speaking to us from Canada. Teddy uh, works as a self-employed uh, retailer, and uh, Devoa is uh, also a mom of uh, their children and teaches Hebrew uh, in in the area. And uh, I've asked them to tell their story and share with with everybody today. And I'm gonna. Uh, you should know um, both of them are from originally from Ethiopia. Teddy, and you'll you'll hear it a, a little more with uh, Devora uh, or Debbie because um, she spent uh, a number of years growing up in Israel. I tell you, let's. Teddy, I'd like you to, to start and just tell us a little bit about your your younger years. It really shaped you, where you were, who uh, and how that all took place, uh, and when it was you eventually came to Canada. So I was born in uh, Dureda, uh, which is uh, a little bit outside of the capital city of Ethiopia, Addis Ababa. So... Uh, I grew up with my grandparents, um, and the reason for that is because when I was one years old, uh, my father passed away, and as soon as he passed away, my mother was it was unbearable for her to continue to stay in Ethiopia, and considering that I was only one years old, she could not take me with her to the other country that she was traveling to which was Djibouti. And she had to travel by foot. So it was, I believe, over three or four weeks commuting by foot. So obviously she could not take me with her. She made the tough decision of leaving me with her siblings and her parents. Um, so I did not know of my mother um, until age 12, which is when she came back to see me. So it was a, a tough uh, time, you know, growing up without either of the parents, but my grandparents were uh, someone that I consider parents. And during that time, did you have any, any spiritual resource? So uh, in Ethiopia, the majority of people are uh, either Muslim or Orthodox Christian. So 
I grew up in an Orthodox home. So that was the main source of uh, a spiritual experience I have. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of similarity to Judaism with Ethiopian Orthodox. Like a certain things that we do, for example, Ethiopians don't eat, Ethiopian Christians or Muslims, Orthodox, we don't eat pork. Uh, also, kind of, you know, keeping the Sabbath is also uh, something that we do, we, we, we practice. How did you get from Ethiopia to Canada? So after my mother came to see me at age 12, uh, she decided to do the process and uh, bring me to Canada to live with her. At this time, she was remarried and she had two kids. So she started the process and I eventually, about a year and a half after, joined them to live in Toronto, Canada with my stepbrother and sister and my stepfather. Um, and of course, you know, it was a, a huge difference coming from Ethiopia to um, Toronto, Canada. It was a huge adjustment. So it, it was challenging, but, you know, in one hand, excited to be with my mother. Um, but at the same time, she was a stranger. And so were, and so were my siblings. Uh, if you can imagine, you know, uh, Ethiopia with, uh, you know, with the poverty and the difficulty that I might, I might be facing if I go back, I still prefer that than Toronto, Canada at that time. And this was a completely uh, shocking and new experience. Okay. Dvora, Debbie, yeah. uh, tell us a little bit about your upbringing. Um, and I guess you've got two countries you need to tell us about. Can you do that? Okay, sure. So I was born in Ethiopia, in Gondar. And there, Gondar is a, was a large concentration of Jewish people, wasn't it? Right, yes. Okay. Yeah, definitely lots of uh, schools that even, and synagogues and... So I, so I was born there, and then uh, after three years, in 1991, my family moved to Israel. They made the Aliyah at that time with Mifta Shlomo. Yeah. Is that operation or something? Operation yeah, Operation Solomon, operation. right, 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 right. And, yes. and at that time, how many were there in your family? So we were the six of us. Six of us. My parents had two more kids uh, uh, in Israel. We are eight children, thank God. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, five. so six of us with my parents made the Aliyah, and uh, we came to Israel, to Tzfat. To the town of Tzfat, which is in the north by the... The Kinneret by the Sea of Galilee. Yep. Okay, go. Cool. <laughs> uh, then, then I grew up in Israel. I spent my most life there until the age of uh, 23. So basically, I, was, uh, I went to school there. I, went, I served in the army. Um, I worked for a little bit. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your, your spiritual experience growing up in Israel. My family, they were very Zionim, if you can explain that word. Zionists, yeah. 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 So they were political Zionists, but also religious. Also religious, yes. Yeah. So we will keep for my whole life, like we are um, the team of sortie, I would say. Okay, um, so that means religious, conservatively religious. Uh, and that means that they, um, they would keep the religious holidays and practices. Uh, they weren't uh, Haredi, that they weren't um, Orthodox, 
but in their their practices, they would certainly um, observe the kashrut laws, the kosher laws, uh, the chagim, the fa- the festivals. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And my father, I remember uh, forever that he, you know, he go to synagogue every Shabbat, every Friday. Um, so, and we are also the children. We were educated in school in the T school. So that means in the, in the religious schools. Yes. Uh, so I will go to a school where um, girls wore only skirts, and we learn Torah and like deeply Torah. And my my brother, one of my brother, actually learned in yeshiva. Yeah. So even though we weren't Haredi, but it was very important for my parents that we will um, uh, have all the Jewish foundation and um, yeah, that we will grow up with this um, education style. Yeah. Okay, so when you went into the military. Yes, correct. And if I remember correctly, you said you were actually teaching Hebrew. Correct, yes. You did so well, they promoted you into officer school? Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot as well. And um, there will be all the soldiers, the immigrant soldiers from Canada, Russia, United States, and France, from everywhere. And uh, it was really kibbutz galuyot. How to say that word? Um, yeah, and I enjoyed it oh, a lot. Oh, oh, I know, diaspora. Yes, exactly. There you <laughs> I go. know that word. <laughs> yeah, it was a diaspora community, all brought together there in Israel from many, many places. Yeah. Yeah, and it was amazing for me. I mean, I, I was really enjoying this because I know I knew the struggle of the language because my parents were having a hard time with the Hebrew language. And I went to school and, um, and you know, it, Hebrew was for me my native language, my my first tongue, like I spoke in yeah. Amharic barely only for three years. And since we moved to Israel, school, everything is in Hebrew. So even with to my parents, they will talk to me in Amharic and I will, will play in Hebrew. I mean, we, yeah. the children, we will play in Hebrew. So yeah, so for me to teach Hebrew in the army was like a, a big blessing. Yeah, the amazing thing is to me is that most Israelis who've come from some place else, almost every Israeli I know speaks several languages. Okay, so... Uh, we you've answered the question about your, your religious upbringing and uh, you traveled, eventually you traveled, was it to Europe and then to, no, to the United States and then to Canada? Yes. Yeah. So I went to, after the army, I, uh, I started to teach Hebrew in a summer camp in Pennsylvania. It was called the uh, Ramat Poconos. Okay. In the Pocono Mountains. Mm-hmm. Yes. In the Pocono Mountains. And uh, it was a conservative um, uh, kind of camp. Okay. Okay. And then you, did you, you went up to Canada just to travel or did you have something to do up there? Just to travel. Basically I had a friend from the army that used that moved to Canada right after the army. So I came to visit her and I had a flight back after two, three months. Uh, okay. So it was basically to travel. So here's where the story gets interesting about you two. Teddy, when you met Dvora, what was your, what was your spiritual life like? Were you still Orthodox, Eastern Orthodox? Yes. When I moved to Toronto, Canada, uh, of course, uh, when I started living with my uh, mother, she was born again Christian. Uh, and so... When, as, did, when did that happen? So she was actually sh- saved in Djibouti before she immigrated to Canada. Wow. Yeah. Um, so when I moved to live with them, they were practicing... Uh, Pentecostal, uh, born again Christians, and for me, it's forbidden, uh, basically. Uh, okay. So sure. coming to that kind of a household for me was a huge shock because I grew up with my grandparents who believed in Orthodox. So it took a, a long time for me to follow Christ and uh, 
get baptized and practice uh, being um, a man of faith. So that had, that had all taken place long before Dwarah showed up in, in Canada. And exactly. you're, you're uh, an evangelical in a Pentecostal church when she comes to Canada? That's correct. Where'd yeah. you guys meet then? So I work, uh, you know, in the mall here, uh, close uh, in the north uh, Toronto uh, area. And she was traveling through the country, obviously. I noticed that she was Ethiopian. So she was lining up to order food and uh, I was on my break there. And I can see that she, she was Ethiopian and she was having a hard time with English, trying to have a conversation with the person she's ordering that she doesn't want any pork on her food. So I overheard and uh, obviously explained to the, the person what she was trying to look to order. And, um, you know, I, I said, are you Ethiopian? You seem like Ethiopian. The thing is, Debbie didn't speak Amharic very well, and she spoke English very little as well. Oh, this um, is interesting. So, let, me, let me switch over here for a second. Sure. Debbie, tell, tell us what's happening from your world at that moment. Yeah, so I, I was having a hard time to read the, those, the, the signs, the name of each uh, food that was there, and, then, and I was having a hard time to explain the, the, the man, like, just like, you know, just make sure I'm not having any pork because, you know, yeah. At the end, I didn't have a pork. So that's what's important. <laughs> so, okay. I, I wasn't going to give credit to the pig, but that's okay. <laughs> for getting you two together. <laughs> oh, that would be a great irony, wouldn't it? So, so what happened? What happened there? I mean, obviously something, Teddy, do you want to, you want to take yeah. it from there? Sure. So, you know, after that, uh, I told her, you know, it, it seems like you're new here and, if you don't mind, I don't have a problem, you know, showing you around in the Ethiopian community or, um, you know, just before you go back, if you'd like to um, take the opportunity, take my contact, then uh, you can feel free to contact me and in any way that I'm able to help you, I, I would be more than happy. Okay. So I'll assume that you started to meet together and, and look at the beautiful city of Toronto together. During that time, because most of my work is is discovering and understanding the challenges that Jewish Gentile couples experience. You two certainly would have had your your unique challenges. And so here you are, there, there are two people from Ethiopian background, but two completely different worlds. Yes. Um, uh, Debbie, why don't, you, why don't you tell us just one or two things that you, you saw that were genuine challenges. They might've been funny, they might've been difficult, but cross-cultural challenges. Obviously, there was one in, in language. Were you speaking Amharic or English when you were, were going around Toronto together? Both. Like, every word that I don't know in Amharic, I would try to say it in English. It's kind of, kind of helped, worked perfect for me at that time. Uh, so, sorry, to yeah, what did you mean by, like, the challenges? The, the challenges the challenges are, are like, the simple word would be problems. Bayot. Ken, okay, yeah. Bayot, but wait, I mean, yeah. sorry, with the, in, for me in like Canada, you mean, or for me in a relationship? In your relationship, you're you're Ethiopian, but you're a different kind of Ethiopian, and okay. you're Jewish, and Teddy is Ethiopian, but he's Ethiopian living in Canada, and he's a Christian. As as you discovered these similarities, but mm. different th- differences, it would it would present problems for you or challenges. Yes, at that time. Right away, I, uh, besides the language, that was the, the main la- 
challenge at the beginning. Mm. Uh, so beside that, I mean, at the beginning, I didn't see right away a lot of challenges because um, we were like so, uh, it was a good match together and we were, we had a lot of similar, similarity. It was pretty easy. Did you find that there was a, a challenge in relating to him, knowing that he was a Christian? Okay, okay. So I will I'll explain that. Okay. So so me meeting Teddy and knowing that he's a believer um, wasn't a big... He wasn't the first believer that I met. Um, the, the, like Believing in Jesus started uh, in, within my own family. So my older sister, um, she got saved a um, few years before I came to Canada. Um, so in, I kind in of... In Israel? In Israel, yes. In Israel. Oh. So he was the first one in, a fa- in our family that uh, got saved by Jesus. And it was a big thing in our family. Uh, when you meaning, say a big, big thing, meaning what? Yes, meaning... Um, so I'll explain quickly. She was uh, suffering from a, big, a very um, hard uh, anxiety for years. Um, and much more than that. It was a really a tough situation with her for many years. And my parents tried basically everything, everything to help her with this. So they tried a lot of ways and uh, uh, unfortunately nothing uh, could help. So th- that's why it went so long for like almost eight years. Uh, so finally, they, um, I, we have some other belie- uh, believers in the extent family. I mean, um, aunties, my, aunt, my two aunties are believers too. So they, they, they offer to take her for prayer and and that's how she got saved. Okay. So you're sorry. So your sister became a believer. How did that affect her her anxieties? Okay. So basically, like her life turned around completely. Um, she got since she got saved. Like everything, everything just were, were gone. Like it was a different person. And uh, she even I remember the day when she took. She was she was taking a lot of medications a very expensive medication as well that she has to order from outside of the country. And doctors and, you know, were told her that she will have to take it for almost the rest of her life, but like that she could not be with Sarah or survive or be okay without it. So I remember the day when she took everything and she tore garbage and she said, Yeshua saved me. And she never, since then, she never took one of those medication and, uh, and she lived a completely different life. And that was a, a, a huge testimony for us. And um, uh, so that's the reason why, although my parents were so against this, as you can imagine, for a, a Jewish religion, um, Masorati people, even, even the Chiloni, but like, mm-hmm. uh, even though they were, it was so hard for them to accept this fact, they got their daughter back. They got her, their daughter healthy. So they were, they were accepting it. And you, oh, you mentioned even, even the Chiloni, we're talking about people who are secular, even, the, even many secular Israelis believe that uh, um, belief in Yeshua is, is not permissible for, for Jewish people. And yet you already had your two aunts and now your sister. Anybody else in your family become yes. a believer in Yeshua? Yes. So it's funny, but my, my grandma, my mother's mom, those are the, the aunts that from my mom's side. So she got saved too when she left Ethiopia. Really, the last year I think that she she left Ethiopia, and her life was completely. So every one of our family like has really transformed their life, and Yeshua did a big, huge miracle for them. You're in Canada with this background. This is already happening in your home. This yeah. totally unusual uh, experience. You meet Teddy, um, and the fact that he's he's uh, a Christian. Yes. 
is not the strangest thing. So did you have some conversations about about uh, his faith? Uh, yes, I mean, very lightly, because uh, although I, was not, I wasn't saved at that time, and I didn't believe in Yeshua, I was just a regular Masorti uh, Jewish woman, um, it didn't shock me because I know what a believer is. And uh, I saw my sister and <laughs> I saw the good things that this believer had. So we had a conversation about it and I told him uh, that, you know, that I do appreciate a lot of things in, that, in, in those things, but uh, we never thought that our life would change the way they did. So it was, uh, you know, I've gotten to know Debbie for the, the person that she is. Um, the, the loving sister that she is and amazing, respectful daughter that she is to her parents. Um, so these characteristics, of course, um, and I saw that the love that she had for her nieces, uh, they're a big family. But what I saw when you know her and I were together is the constant uh, Viber or WhatsApp call, um, FaceTime, just to have a conversation with her siblings and with her nieces. Uh, they really consider her, the young ones consider her to be their friends and the older ones and, you know, the ones in the middle consider her to be uh, very, um, someone easy to talk to whatever issue that they have. So whatever problem they were going through in Israel, Debbie was the go-to person. That made me see what kind of person that she was. And of course, I wanted her to be part of my life, but I felt, you know, that there is something wonderful here. Um, but of course, she had to go back to Israel for her brother's wedding, and we weren't sure where the relationship was going to go. So, Debbie, you go back to Israel for your brother's wedding, and uh, what happened between then and the next time you saw Teddy? Oh, wow. Big smile Basically, here. <laughs> yes, it was. So I went for my brother's wedding, and I um, just before the wedding, uh, started to noticed that something is wrong with my younger sister. Basically, a very similar story with my older sister. My younger sister at that time, she was um, eight, 19, 18 years old, sorry, just before the army, just before she started serving the army. Uh, so I saw that she was also falling into a very deep depression. It was a very bad situation. She suffered a lot. And um, it was pretty scary for me because I, I had no idea from all this. She was hiding it from everybody. Uh, so I started to talk to my sister who already got saved, my older sister. And she she offered, she she said it straight up and said, listen, those kind of things, only God, only Yeshua can, 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 can heal, can help. Uh, so why don't you let it, give it to him? And why don't you come for, let's take her to a, to a prayer. Um, so it was pretty, I'm, I'm sure it's like God's work at that time when God worked at that time with me too that I was willing to go because I was pretty against you know um, taking her to something that we don't believe and uh, uh, how that's gonna affect us and everything and it was like looked to me that as a betrayal like that's not the way we believe and but I, I was willing to to do that because it seems like the only option that left we went for a prayer uh, so it was in Jerusalem it was okay. in Jerusalem my sister lives in Jerusalem at that time and um as I told you, like we have in the extent family, few believers. Um, I forgot to mention that uh, my uh, my grandma's uh, nephew. He's he's a pastor. He got saved and he became a pastor in Jerusalem. Okay. So we went to him basically. So because he's a family, he came home to my sister's house and start praying. But before he prayed, he was uh, teaching us the word of God. He opened John first and he t- taught us the word. You know, God was the word and. 
and, and, and all of that. And in, in the beginning was the, the word and the word was with God and the word was yes. God. And what was God? So yeah. that second in that sentence, I looked at the Bible in differently in different way. So I um, I was uh, we were really like um, uh, we were really like helpless at that time. So we were just hope, hoping for something good to come out of it. And I remember myself as saying like, uh, God, if I'm doing the wrong thing, like please make this all now work, like make this now work. And and if if and if if that if you real if that's true if you Yeshua are the savior, like please show me. So I was pretty weak to ask for a, a sign, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it turned out that. Um, the, after the prayer, um, my I, I basically saw a miracle in front of my eyes, and my sister, <laughs> she she stood up after the prayer like a new person, like all that was there inside was gone, mm. and so I didn't I I, I got I accept Jesus right there, and uh, and I and I decided to follow Yeshua. And how long after that did you see Teddy again? Uh, my flight was that uh, after two weeks, uh, I I I, moved, I came back to Canada, and uh, so be, I came back a believer, and that, that was amazing. That was a huge thing. Um, yeah, I, I had no idea that this would happen. Like that was the okay. that was the last thing I expected to happen. And sorry uh, if I can cut in here, as the fact that she couldn't, I don't think, come back directly within that short time because. She doesn't have any status in in Canada. She's going okay. to visa travel. So we weren't sure if they would even allow her back into the country, although she had a, a two-way ticket. Um, and the fact that uh, she shared with me, you know, how she was able to come into the country. And I, I we felt like that was also God's way of showing us that we're meant to be uh, together. So how long after that did you two get married? I'll, I'll let her. Uh, I'll, six months after that? Yeah, I would say yeah. about six, seven, seven months. months. Seven months, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I know that in Israel, um, if you have a wedding in Israel, it has to be in a, an Orthodox uh, celebration, uh, an observant. Where, where did you get married? So, you see, even in our wedding, it's such a complicated situation because, as you know, all her family is in Israel. Right. And my family is in Edmonton. So in Toronto, it's basically Debbie and I. That that's all uh, just us. So and it wasn't um, feasible for us, of course, to do a wedding in Edmonton without her family, um, and it would be impossible to try to fly all her family here, and vice versa to go to Israel. So uh, we made the tough decision, at, um, saying, you know what, at the end of the day, we're going to be together, and that's what's more important to us, and we will have a ceremony down the line and we actually did our uh, our wedding in uh, city hall um at city hall in toronto Toronto with uh, a friend of hers and a friend of mine and so it was just the four of us since then you had a chance to go to israel you said you've been there several times to see debbie's family is that going if i can ask uh, is that going okay yes yes uh you know i'll share with you the first time i went back uh of course we asked i asked her parents for the blessing uh, before we did get married at City Hall. And her father said, um, my daughter has nobody in that country. She's coming back to be with you. And I've raised her uh, well enough to to know what's good and what to stay away from. And if she decided that you're the person that she wants to be with, we completely give you our blessing. I already got the blessing from her father and mother and all her siblings. 
before we got married, but when we went back to uh, Israel together as a husband and a wife, um, luckily, uh, you know, I can communicate with her parents in Amharic. So that, that made it a little bit easier. Um, but it was an amazing experience. They're just such a loving family. Uh, of course, they welcomed me. And of course, I know there are certain things that I should or shouldn't do or say because of what they believe in. Um, I was mindful of that. But you talk about, about Yeshua? Yes. Yeah, you need to be, be sensitive about your faith. Right, with, exactly. And yeah. the community and with her family. Although, you know, Debbie's grandmother lives with her, uh, Debbie's mom, with her daughter. Grandma, so, and she's a believer. So, and she, I think it's a, you know, a woman that's in her late 80s. And she does not feel the sensitivity to others when it comes to Christ. If she needs to open her Bible and read, <laughs> regardless of who's around, she is going to do that. Uh, yeah. She doesn't feel it's censoring her belief at all. I think a lot of Christians, are American Christians and Canadian Christians, are surprised to find out that the New Testament is not illegal in right. Israel. And to speak of Yeshua is not illegal. Right. It, uh, it can be socially dangerous but it's not right. illegal <laughs> so right. you get that. Yeah. how about debbie how about when you went up to meet went up to edmonton to meet teddy's family it was a beautiful experience uh, of course which we, we already we i saw his his family over the phone and videos called before we went there um it was amazing it was i felt like so blessed um that the way they accept me i also had um you know, I felt like how that's going to be, how it's going to be. Uh, although at that point, we already like uh, a believer, both the both of us. Uh, but I was hoping, you know, I was, the, I had that natural um, yeah. feeling of fear, like how they're going to accept me and all that stuff. And uh, as a Jewish woman, uh, but they were, that's the beautiful thing with Christianity, like the like Christian people that they, they see the Judaism and they accept that with such a, a loving way. And, uh, and I really, I really feel like, you know, one of them, like, you know, I feel like his mom is my mom and we have a beautiful uh, relationship. Mm. You two have come from a variety of cultures. You've escaped from what we call ethnocentricity. You can appreciate and respect the culture that you came from in Ethiopia. You could respect the differences in your Ethiopian experience, can, can respect the fact that you've seen different culture in Israel, you've seen different culture in Canada, and yet in your heart, you know your own worth and dignity and value because of the love of Elohim, the love of God in your lives. And that's that obviously comes through and it's beautiful to see. What are you doing to help your children appreciate the heritage that both of you bring to your family? Okay, so we... Uh... Um, we feel like we're in a very uh, good place because we have uh, a one way in our home right now uh, since we both believe in uh, Yeshua. So when we, you say one way in your home, you, yeah, because you share spiritual harmony and the reality of faith in the Mashiach, in, in the Messiah together. Yes, yeah, correct. And, okay. uh, and we, celebrate, we celebrate all the uh, Jewish uh, feasts, all the holidays, and uh, the kids knows about Shabbat. 
Uh, so we keep basically everything. And uh, for them, it's actually like a, a full picture. Um, and that's the beauty, that, the beautiful thing that I've also become to, uh, to experience, to see that how uh, at the end of the day, it's like all one full picture with Yeshua in the, in the Jewish life, in the Jewish uh, family. So it celebrates all the, all the holidays. We go to church. Um, they know that Yeshua is a Jewish, uh, that they know that the Yeshua was Jewish and, um, uh, within every holiday that we celebrate, uh, they see, they see that aspect in it. I, I will try in a little bit. Debbie is, uh, you know, I'll tell you that both of our kids actually spoke Hebrew before they spoke English, even though they were born in Toronto, Canada. So in terms of, uh, culture, she is very adamant that she they know who they are um and that is you know they are jewish they are ethiopian they are canadian um and we make every effort to expose them that so that they know and understand who they you know who they really are you know your story is wonderful oh my goodness i am so honored to get a chance to talk with you and meet you today thank you both thanks for taking the time to, to share this um Blessings on you both. Thank you very much. Well, that's a fascinating story, isn't it? Two people from Ethiopia from two completely different ethnic identities and religious experiences, going all the way to Toronto, Canada, through very difficult, circuitous routes to find one another, an interfaith relationship that becomes one faith, and yet their identities remain the same. Much of what we're doing through Jewish Gentile Couples is helping partners find that all communications cross-cultural, and then we look to develop understanding between those partners so that they can have a more easy conversation about the challenges that they're facing. That's the whole point in these conversations with Jewish Gentile Couples from around the world. Again, this is Tubia Zaretsky. If I can be of any support, our team is available to help those conversations. If you or anyone you know would like support in doing just that, you can contact Jewish Gentile uh, Couples through info at jewishgentilecouples.com or my name, Tuvia, T-U-V-Y-A, at jewishgentilecouples.com on the internet. I think you'll find some resources, all of these podcasts, along with blogs, and then some resources that are available there. I hope you'll refer this uh, to your friends who are on Facebook and on Instagram. Thanks again. Hope that uh, you'll join us again for the future podcast. Shalom. Shalom.